At last I have control of your radio tubes. And I do too. Shut up, you fool. Yes, I shall kill you. But Ryan, I'm listening to the Riley and Kimmy show. Quit tickling me. The Riley and Kimmy show. And welcome to the place for positive talk and memories. We are the Riley and Kimmy Show. Hi there, I'm your host, Patrick Riley. Right next to me is Kimmy. Hello, Kimmy. Hello. And how are you on this Saturday cartoon alternative kind of day? Great. And you're animated. Look at that. She's in living color. Uh Uh-huh. Kind of got that Peter Max thing going today. You know who Peter Max is? Uh Uh-huh. She gave me that very, very odd look. Like, what Hmm. is he talking about? No. All right. You found the place that talks about things like Peter Max? All the time, meaning pop culture. You found the right place? We offer pop culture escapism to get you away from the big bad world. Unlike other things you might find on terrestrial radio, we are, I guarantee, completely different. Right, Kimmy? Mm-hmm. You will not find negativity, profanity, conspiracy talk, or definitely political talk here with the Riley and Kimmy Show. What you will find is fun, memories, Hopefully, we bring back some fond ones and maybe make some new ones. That's what our whole agenda is. That's our our whole, uh, you know, mode of operandi, right? I mean, it's, uh, that's yeah, yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah, that's us. That's the Riley and Kimmy Show. Tell your friends you found something different to listen to. And you can listen to every single day. Brand new shows are made just for you. One of the things we do every day is have pop culture trivia with Kimmy. You can play along. She believes, um, well, time travel answers actually happen. So all you have to do is talk to whisper to, or maybe if you can, get away with it, yell at whatever computing device you have us playing on right now. Could be anything, because we are mobile, we are global, you can take us anywhere on planet Earth. Going to go over to the pop culture nostalgia computer right now to find out what the first category is. And the card says, television, Kimmy. Goody. Yeah. Goody, goody. Oh, we'll just see how much you really feel with that, with this one. The year's 1965. This TV show, this series-to-be, premieres on NBC. Can you identify it? Everybody knows in a second life we all come back sooner or later. As anything from a pussycat to a man-eating alligator. Well, you all may think my story is more fiction than it's fact. Can you identify that theme? My mother, the car. But believe it or not, my mother, dear, decided she'd come back as a car. She's a very own guiding star. A 1928 quarter. That's my mother, dear. She helps me through everything I do, and I'm so glad she's here. Mama the car, Mama the car. Kimmy, who starred in My Mother the Car? Jerry Van Dyke. And what TV show did he turn down as lead to play in My Mother the Car? Uh, Gilligan's Island. Wise choice there, Jer. Yeah. Yeah, the show didn't last more than one season. Have you ever seen an episode or even a segment of My Mother the Car? I have not. Okay, we will not make you watch that um, one of these weekends. I, I guarantee that. Now, I don't know if it's being streamed anywhere. 
If you enjoy My Mother the Car, I'm sorry I offended you. The year is still 1965. This TV show, it premieres and it lasts. Identify the show. Can you identify that show? F Troop. F Troop. Where Indian fights are colorful sights and nobody takes a lickin'. Where pale face and red skin both turn chicken. When drilling Was that a favorite of yours, Kimmy? Nope. Now, I know they ran it in syndication, you know, when you were younger. You weren't around to watch it when it was originally on. But you just never watched F Troop. Mm-mm. So you can't tell me who the star of F Troop was. Mm-mm. Ken Berry, I would consider the star mm. of F Troop. Next show premieres on this date, Kimmy. Actually, a cartoon. Year 1968. Listen carefully and identify the cartoon. What in the world is going on up here? A tribal war dance? We're thinking, Mr. Andrews. Like check, Reggie? Like check, Jughead. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. What a groovy dancer. Groovy. I am all mine, Becky. Now, Veronica, cool it, girls. We were thinking of a way to raise some money, Dad, so we can hire some special entertainment for our school dance. Raise some money? Why don't you do it the easy way? On some far-off island. <laughs> Why didn't I think of that? Now they run away. Yes, they ran away. Can you tell me the name of the cartoon? No. Kimmy was actually not listening to the dialogue there because the characters' names were... All the prime characters were given. You totally missed this one. I can't believe it. Everything's Archie. Everything's Kimmy. Yeah, Kimmy, paying attention to the Riley and Kimmy show. Thank you for uh, being alert here. Huh? I, I thought you watched that cartoon. I thought you liked yeah. the Archie. And yeah. how, how on earth did yeah. you miss that, Kimmy? Um, Gooberfish? Okay. Maybe it is that Jar Jar, or it's time to go to the ear, nose, throat doctor for a little visit for Mr. Ears, do you think? No. Oh, she's like, no, please don't do that. No, not that. <laughs> Next question. Staying in the world of television, it was on this date, 1972. This show premieres. Can you identify it?
Can you identify the mystery TV show? The Waltons. Now, how do you do that? You can identify the Waltons, but you can't identify Archie. Um, I bet I bet you never watched the Waltons. No. So how could you do that? Explain it. What's going on here? Strange. The year is 1978. This show premieres. Can you identify it? Nando, Nando. What was it? Mork and Mindy. What network did it premiere on? ABC. You're correct. Years 1979. This recording artist receives a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Who is it? You got to know when to hold up. Know when to fold up. Know when to walk away. And know when to run. You never count your money. When you're sitting at the table, there'll be time enough for counting. When the deal ends done. Some wise words there, Kimmy. Who is it? Kenny Rogers. That's correct. 1981. This TV show premieres. Can you identify it? What is the name of that mystery show? Entertainment Tonight. Correct. 1985. This show debuts on NBC. Can you tell us its name? That is all the clue you get. What was the name of the show? The Golden Girls. Let's see how you do here. You failed with Archie. Can you tell us the names of the actresses of Golden Girls, the Golden Girls? You can miss one. That's all. No. Oh, well. You, we, we want. B. Arthur. That's one. Betty White. That's two. Barbara Belgettis. No, 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 no. That's Dallas. Oh, boy. You just lost your one there. Hey. That was it right there. Hey. Who else? Rose McClanahan. Rue. Rue McClanahan. There's two you missed. And one more. Who played Ma? Um, Who played uh, Ma? Um, You're going to make three misses here. Wow. Archie's and the Golden Girls you fail with. Hey. Estelle Getty. Estelle Getty. You want that uh, Estelle Getty action figure, don't you? Yeah. Really? Why not? Well, let's go Let's go looking for that one. Maybe we'll find it at Ancient City Con, which is coming around the corner at St. Augustine, Florida location. Uh, let's see. The end of this month. Or mm-hmm. right about the end of this month. More information available at ancientcitycon.com. A lot of pop culture stuff will be there from all eras. It doesn't just focus on one time period. That's right. Celebrities, notables, famous people born on this date in history. Actor born 1914. He had played in films before getting a role on television that would become iconic for him. Can you identify the TV series? Are you stumped, or do you know the name of the show? The Lone Ranger. A fiery horse with a speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high silver. The Lone Ranger. Kimmy, listen carefully and tell us who was born on this date. He played the Lone Ranger. Because the sheriff couldn't prove anything. Remember, Bob, you never saw who shot at you or who killed the stage driver. I have a plan. It'll take quite a bit of an effort on your part. The doctor won't report this until tomorrow. That means Tano will have to hurry. Hold it. You're all finished. It almost worked, doctor. You and your pals killed the stagecoach driver and you thought you'd kill the real Bob Walker. Then you substituted one of your own men to collect that legacy. For once you're right, that is Bob Walker. Not the one you think it is. 
That was a blanket rule your men shot at. Kimmy, can you identify that mystery voice? Clayton Moore. That I'm, I am surprised, yes. I am pleasantly surprised, yes. Kimmy identified the correct... Wow. And you couldn't do the Archies. But you got Clayton Moore. Mm-hmm. Be honest with us. Have you ever seen an episode of The Lone Ranger? Yeah. Good, good. I, I recommend The Lone Ranger. I think it holds up to today, and I wish more shows were like it. I wish more superhero and crime-fighting shows were like it. I wish the heroes were pure heroes, not some cloudy, grayish thing. You know, half-hero sometimes and darkness. You know, throw that stuff out. We need heroes. Now I'm off my soapbox as we move to the next mystery birthday person. Known for this TV series, identify it. Can you identify that mystery TV show? Star Trek. Listen carefully and tell us who is celebrating a birthday. I know this saying. It was invented in Russia. It makes me homesick. Just like Russia. Of course, Doctor. The Garden of Eden was just outside Moscow. A very nice place. It must have made Adam and Eve very sad to leave. Oh, Quator Pritikeli. I've read about this, but uh, I've never seen any before. Kimmy, can you identify who that is? Mm. What's the name of the character he played on Star Trek, the original series? Chekhov. That's right, Pavel Andorovich Chekhov. Who is the actor? Oh, I am... Walter Koenig is celebrating a birthday today. How old is he within two years? 84. Kimmy, I am surprised you got it. He is 83 today. Next individual, Morton Harkett, celebrating his 60th birthday. Singer, musician, best known as the lead singer of this band. Here's their breakout song. Identify the song and then tell us the name of the band. So needless to say, I'm Can you identify that mystery song? Take on me. Take on me. Take on me. He's singing lead there. That's Morton Harkett. What's the name of the band? Um, the name of the band is. Yes. Um, song from 1985. Right on the tip of my tongue. Remember, they had the animation. It was uh, had this really bizarre animation as the music mm-hmm. video. Aha. Uh-huh. What was it? Aha. Uh-huh. You are right, Kimmy. Moving somewhere else. I see dead people. Notable deaths. Famous people who passed away on this date in history. The year is 1982. This actress dies at the age of. 52 in a car crash. Listen carefully and tell us who it was. A woman has a favorite handbag. It always hangs on her bedpost where she can get at it easily. And then all of a sudden she goes away on a trip and leaves it behind. Why? Yes, but only her husband would know that. And that jewelry. Women don't keep their jewelry in a purse getting all twisted and scratched and tangled up. And they don't leave it behind either. Why, a woman going anywhere but the hospital would always take makeup, perfume, and jewelry. It's basic equipment. 
and you don't leave it behind in your husband's drawer in your favorite handbag. Well, I have a pat rebuttal for Mr. Doyle. That couldn't have been Mrs. Thorwald, or I don't know women. We'll agree they saw a woman, but she was not Mrs. Thorwald. That is, not yet. Can you identify that mystery voice? Grace Kelly. You're correct. The year is 2009. This actor and songwriter, singer, dancer, dies at the age of 57. Can you identify who it was? She's like the wind through my tree. She rides the night next to me. She leads me through moonlight only to burn me with the sun. Can you identify that mystery voice? Patrick Swayze. Fantastic, Kimmy. Yeah, you end it on a high note. You actually identified Patrick Swayze, but could not identify the Archies. Not going to let me forget it. No, matter of fact, it's going to be a binge weekend of watching the Archies cartoons. I think uh, that is a must for you. Yeah. Hey, I could have made it worse, say Riverdale. Mm-hmm. So, how about, okay. okay, how about that? The 1968 series, at least, from Filmation. <laughs> right now, we're shining the spotlight on somebody who, well, passed away on this date in 1959. Actor Wayne Morris dies from a heart attack at the age of 45. He was no stranger to the golden age of radio. We have a fine example. He plays the character Eddie, and he's joined with actress Betty Lynn, who plays Olivia in Brannigan's Bat. It's a fantasy radio program that uh, deals with somebody who gets a magical bat in baseball and becomes better than Babe Ruth. It's really cool. It's fun. It's a comedy kind of situation type of uh, golden age of radio program. And a little side note, Betty Lynn's name may not be familiar, but her face is to anybody who loved the Andy Griffith show. She was known as Thelma Lou. She played the character Thelma Lou. And who was Thelma Lou the girlfriend to? Barney. Fife. That's right. She was Barney Fife's girlfriend on the Andy Griffith Show. Going back in time. Here's Wayne Morris on the Riley and Kimmy Show, where we offer positive talk and memories. You know, baseball's a funny game. I've been in and around a ballpark as a player or a manager for quite a while now. And there's still only one thing I know for sure. A good ball player's got to have self-confidence. Always. And some of the things the average fan never hears about would... Well, maybe I better tell you the story of how I got started. And I guess I ought to begin it back in the Bush League with a girl named Olivia. home. Is it still on? Eddie's up. Two outs, last of the nine. He swings and misses for strike two. It's three balls and two strikes on better Eddie Hoople. It's the pitch. Eddie struck him out. Hoople goes down swinging and Peoria loses. Oh, the poor darling. He must be so unhappy. Mm, He isn't the only one, Olivia. Now, let's face the facts. Eddie isn't the smartest fella I've ever met, but you're very fond of him. Fond of him? 
I love him. I'm going to marry him. All right. The main thing I'm saying is he'll never amount to shucks as a baseball player. He just can't hit worth a darn. Where are you going? Come on out here and give me a hand with this stuff. What on earth are you going to do with the porch furniture? I'm getting it all of the way. Here, grab me up the end of this table. But, but what for? Well, Eddie likes to pace back and forth while he's brooding. I'm giving him a clear track. It's easier. Mm. On him or on the furniture? On both. Mm. There, that's better. Would you like me to get my toolbox out and disassemble the porch swing? No, I'm going to need that. Now, look here, daughter. Oh, Pop, really. Don't parents ever grow up? That's enough for now, Eddie. Hmm? What's that? You've been walking the floor for over an hour. Now, come on over here and put your arm around me. There, that's better. Did anyone say anything to you after the game today? Just Joe Marsh, the catcher. He thinks he's a comic. You big smart aleck. He said, uh, tell me, Hoople, if Biff Brannigan is such a pal of yours, how come he never taught you to bat? You should have given him a good punch in the nose. He says I couldn't hit the floor with a broom unless I bent over. I'm beginning to think he's right. Eddie, I don't like that kind of talk. I'm sorry. I have faith in you, and so is Biff. He got you your chance here. If it wasn't for that, we might never have met each other. I know. If Biff believes in you, why can't you believe in yourself? Oh, I think it's worrying about Biff that's got me feeling so low. He must be awful sick, Olivia. And I shouldn't be lecturing you at a time like this. Did you get that call through? No. Long distance said the hospital switchboard was swamped. The whole country must be phoning to find out how he is. Oh, Biff will pull through, Eddie. I just can't picture him sick in a hospital. I still remember him like he was when I was a kid hanging around the ballpark back home. Mr. Brannigan, can I carry your stuff down to the locker room? Uh, Eddie, how come you're not in school? Well, uh, I had a little argument, Mr. Brannigan. Uh-huh. Who gave you that black eye? Oh, Stinky Davis. You want to see him? Fighting again, huh? I don't like that. Oh, gosh, I just had to hit him. He insulted you. Oh, he did, huh? Well, what'd he say about me? Well... He says you weren't as good as Babe Ruth, and I slugged him. <laughs> well, Eddie, maybe Stinky was right. No, sir. You're the best ball player in the whole darn world. <laughs> okay, okay. I don't want you slugging me, too. But listen to me for a minute, Eddie. Yes, Mr. Brannigan? Uh, my friends call me Biff. I don't want you getting into fights over me. You make up with Stinky, understand? If you say so, Mr. Brant... Biff... All right. Now, come on in. I'll give you a workout. Golly, can I carry your bat, Biff? Sure. Uh, careful, son. That hunk of wood is loaded with base hits. He must be a fine man, honey. He's the best there is. What time is it? Just nine o'clock. Why? I want to tune in on the sports summary program. Maybe they'll have a bulletin from the hospital. 
And so our time tonight will be devoted to a eulogy of a great athlete who died in his prime. Biff Brannigan was a national hero. His untimely death will shock. Oh, Eddie. Oh, How no. Awful. It isn't true. It's It's got to be a mistake. Eddie, come back. When Biff went down swinging, I folded up completely. I checked in at the ballpark every day, but I was just going through the motions, and it looked like I was all washed up in baseball. Then one day, while I was sitting on the bench waiting my turn at the plate... Hey, Slugger! Hey, you, Hoople! Yeah. Package just come for you. Thanks. Hey, it's a bat. <laughs> Someone's kidding you. What would you want with a bat? Look, there's some writing on the card. It says, uh... This was his favorite, and I know he'd want you to have it. Good luck to you always, Betty Brannigan. Well, what do you know? It's... Hey, hey, come on, you're up. I can't. i got to put this away. Take it with you and get a hit. If you don't, you're through. I've got to get a hit. Well, if it ain't home run, hoople. Talking to himself again. Listen, Muddenhead. All right, Abbott and Kester, look at the comedy of play ball. Lop it in here, lefty boy. This chump just come up with some fresh air. Mm. You're right, one. Out of step, lefty. Easy man up here. Right in here now, boy. Right in here now, boy. Mm. You're right, chump. Oh, nothing to it, lefty. I just gotta get a hit. Careful, son. That hunk of wood is loaded with base hits. day on, I got hot, and I just wouldn't cool off. Come early August, I was batting close to 400 and leading the league in homers and runs batted in. Olivia was happy, but kind of puzzled. Warm, isn't it? You know, that's the third time you've said that. What's troubling you, darling? Trouble? Why, you... Why, nothing. Everything's fine. Great. Well, that's what I thought. And it's all happened so quickly that it seems like a miracle. Yeah, yeah. A miracle. By this time next year, you'll be in the big leagues and, and we'll be married. Won't that be wonderful? Yeah, yeah, wonderful. Uh, honey. Yes? I got a call from McKnight this afternoon. Old sad Sam himself. Oh, they want you to come up this season. They want me to come up this week. No. Oh, Eddie. Oh, hey, hey, take it easy. There's something I want to tell you. I'll come on east for the World Series and we'll be married in New York. World Series? They're eight games out of first place right now. Where do you get the idea that... Never you mind. My man will change all that as soon as he gets there. Now, stop dodging. Oh, wait a minute. i got to tell you that... <laughs> now, what have you got to say for yourself? Okay, baby doll. seven weeks left in the season when I got there, and it didn't look as if we were going to go anyplace special. But I had four out of five my first time in the lineup, and suddenly we all started playing over our heads. Those are only three games out of first place. The Bears are tied for first place. That's the answer. We got a bottle. The Bears win the game. We'll go in. Game over. That's 
out in the field in a minute, honey. You all right here? Oh, just fine, Eddie. If I were any closer, I'd need a first baseman's mitt. Hey, Eddie. Shove off. We better get the shoe on the road. Okay, okay. And just who is that sour-looking old goat? That's sad Sam McKnight. He's only the manager. With a face like that, I can see why they call him. Shh, shh, shh. Quiet, here he comes. Oh, Mac, uh, this is Miss Denny. Olivia, this is Mr. McKnight. How do you do? Likewise, lady. Now, Eddie... Okay, okay, I'm going, I'm going. Take care of my girl, Mac. Good luck, honey. What do you think of my Eddie, Mr. McKnight? How about calling me Mac, Miss Denning? Well, gladly, if you'll drop the Miss Denning and call me Olivia. Agreed. One thing, though, Mac. Yes? I can't abide a man who doesn't finish his sentences. What's on your mind? Yeah, we're going to get along fine. Eddie's a lucky boy, Olivia. And you're Irish and full of blarney. Now, out with it. Well, it's a hard thing to put a word to. In the first place, a manager loses a man like Biff Brannigan and gets a boy like Eddie all in one year. Shouldn't be worrying at all. He should be counting his blessings. Which I am, manager, which I am. But? But there's something funny, something I can't put my finger on. You see, Eddie never relaxes on or off the ball field, and he worries more about that big brown bat of his than the young mother worries over her firstborn. Well? Well, aside from that, everything's fine. Oh, it's fine. I'd be crazy to try to change things around. What is it you want me to do, Mac? Well, nothing for now, Olivia. Maybe nothing at all. Just try to get your boy to relax a bit, that's all. Mainly, I wanted to know that I could depend on you, that you'd help me if I needed help. Of course, any time and any way that I can. Well, thank you. And now, keep your fingers crossed. We're here we go. Well, I kept right on pounding the ball like a pile driver, and we knocked over the first two games like they were ducks in a shooting gallery. In the third game, I came up to bat in the last half of the ninth with a score tied at three apiece. The pitcher tried to give me an intentional walk, but the third ball was a little too close to the plate. I reached across and... It's a home run! Would you let me alone? Let me through here. Well, what do you know? He kept right on going. Uh, what was that hunk of wood he was carrying? His bat hit. Eddie broke his bat. The fans all figured we were a cinch to take the fourth game and the series, but they figured wrong. I folded up. The team fell apart and we dropped the next three games. Mac was afraid to shave himself for fear he'd cut his throat. He talked to me by the hour, but I just couldn't tell him what was bothering me. So... Well, let's walk for a while if you don't mind the rain. Me, I like it. Gives us a day off just when we need it most. All right, Mac. But I don't know what's the matter with Eddie. I can't get anything out of him. Lately, he's even taken to avoiding me. That's bad, honey. That's bad. You were my last hope. Oh, there must be something, Mac. I'll have one more go at him. Maybe he'll break down and talk. Well, if he'd only do that. This way, it's like fighting shadows. All right. I'll phone you if I find out anything. Phone me one way or the other, will you? 
Olivia? Yes. Straighten him out. And I'll buy you the biggest wedding present in town. But, Eddie, you must have some idea what the trouble is. Why don't you forget about me? I'm just no good, that's all. Look at me, Eddie. Don't you love me anymore? Ah, uh, I guess I'll always love you, Olivia. But you shouldn't let that make any difference. I'm just a faker. That's not true. It is true. You just don't know how much of a phony I really am. Eddie Hoople, the uh, sensational young slugger. Huh. Well, just because you're in a slump... I'll slump my eye. I'm through. And what's more, I never was any good. Oh? Well, then suppose you tell me one thing. Who's the fellow who's been knocking all those baseballs over the fence? Biff Brannigan. What? It sounded like you said Biff Brannigan. That's right. And now you know. But he's dead. Yes, but I've been using his bat, the one Mrs. Brannigan sent me. Now do you see why I'm such a phony? Do you mean to tell me... No, I don't believe it. Oh, it's true, all right. I've just been waltzing up there and going through the motions. Biff's been doing the hitting for me. Eddie Hoople, if you're trying to kid me... I tell you, Biff's been hitting him. I tell you, it's been Biff all the time. All right. Biff's been doing everything. You haven't had one thing to do with it. Well, just tell me this. What made him stop? I broke his bat. He had to stop. Eddie, do you believe in ghosts? Of course not. What kind of a sap do you think I am? Eddie. Eddie, darling, lie down. You've been under a strain the past few months. I... I guess I hadn't realized it. Well, now, relax and, and try and get a good night's sleep. I've got to attend to something, but I'll see you in the morning. And that's the whole story, Mrs. Brannigan. You may laugh now if you like, but thanks for inviting me out anyway. Well, you know, somehow I don't feel like laughing at all. Then you'll help me? Well, of course I'll help you. Only, well, perhaps you'd better tell me just what it is you want me to do. Well, I want you to give Eddie another one of Biff's bats just before game time tomorrow afternoon. I was afraid you were going to ask me that. You... you won't do it? My dear, I can't do it. The only other bat of Biff's that I know about is in the baseball museum at Cooperstown. Oh, no. Oh, now, there, 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 don't cry. There must be some way to... Wait a minute. Biff had all his bats made at Pauling's downtown near City Hall. You could go down there first thing tomorrow That's morning. That's right, and maybe they'd... Be... No, I forgot. Tomorrow's Sunday. They'd be closed. Oh. Chin up, honey. We aren't licked yet. We're, we're not? No. Operator. Operator. What are you doing? Calling up the reserves. We've just begun to fight. Did you get the manager? No. His home still doesn't answer. Well, that's what I suppose. I called every other place I could think of. I left messages all over. Oh, you've been wonderful, honey, but I guess it's just no use. What time is it? Oh, I don't know. It was almost midnight when we got down here. Come on. Let's try the door again. Pauling should have a night watchman around somewhere. The rain's letting up. They'll play today. Never mind that. Here, I'll use my ring. 
And what do you think you're doing there? Oh, you frightened me. Did I now? I'm a bad boy. Oh, it's my fault, officer. She's trying to get a bat for me. Oh. I suppose you need a bat at this hour of the morning because you have to win the World Series. That's right. Wait a minute. What she means is we need the bat so that Eddie Hoople can win the World Series. I might have guessed it. Hoople's been trying to play without a bat, all right. Yes. You see, now, he, look here. she means he's been trying to play with the wrong bat. You know what I think? I think you're both bats, the pair of you. Come along. But officer. I said come along. I want you to meet the judge. The judge? Yeah. He ain't no bat boy, but he is a little peculiar. You'll like him. <laughs> And that's the story, Judge. We should be looking for Mr. Lawrence right now. We haven't got much time. Mm-hmm. And this Mr. Lawrence... He manages Pauling's. He's a friend of Mrs. Brannigan's. I see. Well, I've heard some weird stories in my day. You won't tell the newspapers, Judge. We don't want any publicity. Oh, have no fear, madam. I have no desire to have my name mixed up in this melange of superstitious nonsense. Superstitious nonsense? Now, you just... One moment, listen. dear. Judge... Would you mind emptying all the change out of your pockets? What for? Evidence, Judge. Well, come on. What are you afraid of? Oh, very well. There you are. Uh Uh-huh, I see. Well, may I have them back now? Yes, I suppose so. I think I've wasted sufficient time on this case. Where are your keys, Judge? They're in my top coat. Here, here, here. Now, stop that. uh Uh-huh. What do you call this little furry thing on your keychain? Or it's just a... Well, it's only... Well... Yes, Judge? Well, it's only a rabbit's foot. (laughs) Not really. Superstitious nonsense, Judge. (laughs) Officer, get me the head of the Missing Persons Bureau. We've got to find this man Lawrence tonight. They're all saying you're a fake, phony, no good quitter. Are you going to take that kind of stuff? I, I guess they're right. You better bench me. Oh, so you're going to sit this one out? You are quitting. I'm sorry, Mac, but I just can't help it. Oh, but kid, don't you see? Without you, we're whipped before we start. Then we're whipped right now. And I thought you were a big leader. I thought you were Biff's boy. I was Biff's boy, all right, but I never was a big leaguer. I'm a faker. I always was, and I always Oh, I be. don't believe that, son. That's the truth. It can't be. Biff Brangan never picked a faker in his life. Oh, leave me alone, will you, Mac? All right. All right, Eddie. If you're sure that's the way you want it. That's the way I want it. Well, then that's the way it's going to be. From here on. <laughs> Ticket stubs, you can't get into the resort section without I see your stubs. Okay, go ahead. Let me see your stubs here. Oh, hey, ho, 
Hello, Miss Brannigan. Say, I ain't seen you around here since... Yes, I know. Will you let us through, please? Game started. We're in a hurry. Okay, go right on. Hey, hey, wait a minute, lady. Where are you going with that bag? It's for Eddie Hoople. Eddie Hoople? He ain't even playing. That bum is sitting What up. do you mean, bum? Why, for two cents, hey, I... Hey, lady, watch out where you're swinging that thing. I didn't mean... Hey, watch it, lady. Well, I guess I showed him. Very good, dear. I think we can get through now. Mac, look, over here. Where have you been? I've been trying to... Why, Betty, well, how... Never mind all that. What inning is that? What's the score? It's the third inning, two to nothing. We're losing. Well, where's Eddie? In the dugout. Get him over here. Ah, but... You asked me to help you. That's what I'm doing. You heard what the girl said, Matt. Get him over here. Yeah, all right. Take the bat, Betty. Here he comes. I've got it. Good. Eddie, darling, Mrs. Brannigan has something for you, and I... Well, you tell him, Betty. Eddie, this bat is for you. It was Biff's bat. And he always said it was loaded with homers. I know he'd want you to use it to win the series today. Gosh. See, I, I don't know how to... Oh, I could kiss you for this, Mrs. Brannigan. Where? <laughs> I got one for you too, honey, right after the game. General manager of Pauling's. He has something to tell you, and I, I want you to listen to him carefully. Mr. Lawrence? Very well. Eddie, I spent most of last night and a good part of today with Miss Denning and Mrs. Brannigan. I was. Oh, we're not waiting. Quiet, Matt. Go think. ahead, Mr. Lawrence. Well, I took one of our stock bats, Eddie, and I altered it into a duplicate of the model used by the late Biff Brannigan. Is that about it, Miss Denning? Yes, thank you, Mr. Lawrence. You mean to tell me that... Brannigan never even saw the bat you used today, honey. You won the World Series all by yourself. Mac, did you hear that? <laughs> it was me. I did it. I... And what's the matter with Mac? Sad Sam McKnight is smiling. Look. I think... I think Mac's beginning to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, baseball is a funny game, all right. I came back next year, and for ten years after that, and I never batted below 320. We got a letter from Mac just the other day. He's raising kumquats and cantaloupes on the biggest farm in Florida. Mac wanted to know if Olivia still has that placky center hanging over the fireplace. That's the one that the sports writers gave him for being the smartest manager in baseball. Mac had him scratch his name out and put hers in. Mrs. Eddie Hoople. What do you know about that? Thank you for listening to the Riley and Kimmy Show's Radio Golden Age Tribute. Please visit our website for archived podcasts and social media links. RileyandKimmy.com